just make sure that we are live. I don't want to do a Johan and, and not go live. Okay, all right, welcome. Well, it should have tweeted to say now. Um, all right, welcome to Geeks on Screens with Coffee. It is the 31st of July and it's... It's 12, 14. Good afternoon. Yay, thank you, Mickey. Um, in the, so it's 12:15 mini and she talks like this it's 8:45 no i thought she was going to say good evening but she didn't uh, it's only the first time you press it in a while otherwise i think i think cuz i pressed it when we first started to talk to have the conversation about that with you back and we first got on uh, this isn't going to work is it but yeah you have mickey i have uh, mm. i have I have Mini over here, but uh, but I should point out that I also sometimes uh, sometimes show Buzz Lightyear. Ah, because, uh, but he doesn't have a cool. Buzz. But does he have a cool voice? That's what we need to know. No, he doesn't. He has lots of different kind of little animationy things where he sneaks around and so on. But if I get him to talk, he just twenty forty five. See, he's not interesting at all. It's just the default Apple voice. Hello, Rob, and welcome to Hi. Geeks on Screen with Coffee. And, uh, right, so, do you know what? Can you a sign for me? All right. I mean, <laughs> all right, okay. Uh, no, I'm looking forward to my sign. I'm, I'm a bit sensitive about this because... Oh, I got a sign. Because someone tweeted, someone at work said that they'd, um, they'd, they'd spoken to my co-host. They thought I was Simon Whiteley's co-host in these podcasts. Um, really? Yeah. So I thought I'd, I sent a message to Simon last night. I said that's a really good joke, um, you know, because I tweeted it and went, you know, it's really funny that someone thinks I'm that's the code. Like, yeah. And Simon. Like when somebody at uh, I remember at, at Sequel Bits, I think my first Sequel Bits in 2010 at, in Wales. Um, the uh, you know your your homeland. <laughs> the uh, the <laughs> um, where uh, where Christian Bolton was talking about the book that he'd just written. And uh, and somebody somebody wrote on Twitter. Why is this guy saying he wrote Brent's book? <laughs> and so, and so then it became a thing for ages. Of... Oh, it's frozen. Please come back. Please come back to me, Rob. Rob. Um, do, 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 oh, I've not got a, do, 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 ah, exactly what we need, alright, it appears that we have lost Rob, I will see if I can get him back, um, we're back on there, okay, there he is, nicely frozen, um, I'll use a, a separate device. Um, bye bye. It's probably left. Um, right, let's see if he jumps back in. Now this is really weird. Me on both. Um, let's just go back to media background. Okay. That's what I love. Technical problems. 
we'll never know what Christian Bolton said about his about helping to write Brent's book. Um, all right, let's. You're frozen. Yes, Brent, you're frozen too. Uh, sorry, yes, Rob. Um, yeah, please. So I'm just. Um, still talking to myself. Oh God, the screen is really dirty, isn't it? That doesn't zoom in very well. So when when he joins in, when he comes back in, um, so um, thanks for joining. Uh, let's open up the chat window see if anyone's saying anything. If anyone wants to abuse Rob Farley for having a poor internet link, that would be useful. See if we can add him back in. Still waiting for him to join. It says connecting. All right. Oh dear. This isn't fun. All right, we might have to reconvene in a second. Ah, okay. you're back that was really bizarre because i could i you kept you were saying like you were like looking for your whiteboard yeah and then and and then you kind of you know i was still talking and you were still talking but i got the impression you couldn't hear me yeah I'm like hang on a second i don't think you can hear me and i could still see you for quite and then you froze i was like ah oh. what but like you know it was like a whole minute or two no maybe a whole minute of you not like you were still moving it wasn't just like the lag oh, really? time. it wasn't just like three seconds it was really quite bizarre so you were about it was to... like i could still receive but my upload speed must have dropped or something no. like that it could just it, i mean it could be my end uh, norfolk internet is not known to be great um norfolk's famous for a lot of things yeah i mean it's it's norfolk and good internet um which is what i wanted to be my consulting company um i know you you've got um, I'm going to say rock lobster. When I think of you, I think rock lobster, not red lobster. No, but it's, it's no, it's lobster pot. Lobster pot, and for some reason, it's just rock well, I lobster. I figure that if someone wants to search lobster and sequel, they'll find me. Yeah, you're about to tell us, um, and I thought it was the the, the internet gods of um, of censorship were just about to chip in and go. They don't. We don't want to hear what um, 
abusive language Christian Bolton was saying about writing on Brent's book. Oh, it was just no. It was, Christian's a lovely chap. I don't think he's ever said a mean word about anybody. Oh, you and, should hear him. Um, oh, when he gets oh the the language of him. Sorry, no. <laughs> Sorry. You know, he he for a, he he used to live. In fact, Catholic. sorry, we've got a sync sound yeah. and We're excellent for pro as professionalism. As if YouTube cares. Well, yeah, where's, well, my, where's my where's my whiteboard? Sorry. All right, all right, jeez. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm sorry. I'm, I I feel like I'm letting you down. I'm letting Simon Whiteley down. Well, um, I made a I made a, yeah, I made a whiteboard. Take two. Sorry. Did you did you see my whiteboard? Here's my whiteboard. <gasps> Oh, I mean, that's that's much higher professional. Oh, there you go. Ah, oh, terrific. Do you know what? I'm just... Look, because because you're so... Oh, what, what happened? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Oh, there you no. go. It's just like faulty towers. <laughs> it's, it's... You know, when, when, so, years ago, I ran for the passport. Um... I had been invited to be on the passport, and then I and then I actually ran and got elected to be a, a to serve a two-year term, and um, and somebody congratulated me, saying congratulations to Fob Raleigh, right, and just spoonerized it. I don't know how they managed to, but they did, and so I uh, and so I congratulated the other people and commiserated the people who who missed out. Doing yes, thank you. <laughs> Planet who were um, so, so so you've got way more letters than I do. I've only got nine. But, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we could. Um, well, you know, um, something. You don't, you don't have. I feel like you don't have many vowels, though, right? Um. But, we could. Um, uh, but the best thing about my spoonerizing was the fact that one of the persons, one of the people who had run, was. <laughs> One of the people who had, who had run against me but didn't get in was uh, was uh, Sri Sridharan, and so you spoonerise him, and he stays exactly the same. So uh, so so that worked. That was a bit of fun. All right, behave yourself, because this is just going to go completely off. Like, what are you drinking today? Does it's gigs on screens with coffee? I sadly, it's not coffee. The <gasps> cup is from Sequel Day, the the Polish event. Is it no that way around? Sorry, it's from Sequel Day. I don't know what that is, but I know that on the back it says data community, and it's a data community. Oh. And the the drink inside is actually tea. It, it's PG Tips tea, which I can buy in the import section of the supermarket. <laughs> For many years, I I, was, I I didn't really drink tea, and um, except when I was visiting family in the UK, and I worked out that it's because. I don't really like most of the teas they have here. And then I noticed that they sold PG tips in the proper cube boxes and um, in the international sections. And so I was like, huh. And especially with the working from home thing, I've been drinking do, way too much of it. Do you want to actually introduce yourself? Because people don't even know where you are. You're talking about the international section. Um, I thought you I thought you got me on this because you said I was famous. I mean, you are famous, but maybe, you know, for, but like my mum watches this. So okay, well you can guess where I'm from because I did the time zone thing and like nobody's in this time zone. No, okay, you know, and 
and the accent and i thought i you know because it's so sunny if you if you tilt your eyes nicely you can get your you can get your rings to be to look like eyeballs no 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 just tilt down a bit down a bit down a bit down a bit oh i see just you can get the eyeball thing going on it's very strange you look a bit cross-eyed it's a good look <laughs> sorry when you um, when you were talking about my rings you just need to be very careful that's that's kind of it is this is going out during the day in the uk and not oh, it's past the threshold hour here yeah I don't think Australia's ever had the threshold hour thing. I think, I think that's a fallacy here. So, yeah, I'm in Adelaide in Australia, where I have lived for the past 18 years now, he says. Um, you were telling me you've lived all over the place. I mean, you were just... Not really. No, okay, so I was, I was born in the UK. I, say, I have to say that because I identify as English mostly, but um, I was actually born in Scotland. Because I'm, I'm my dad sorry. Was posted to the rest. No. I know, right? And I do think that it's good because if because if Scotland gets a referendum and goes independent and then rejoins the, the EU, theoretically I can then qualify for an EU passport again. Yeah. Right? So um so yeah, I was actually born in Dunfermline. Um because my dad was posted to the Resyth naval base just kind of under the fourth bridge. And um and uh, and then and then we got posted out to to Wales, um, and then the first place that I remember living was down near Portsmouth. Um, and then when I was four, just before I started primary school, we moved to uh, to Welland near Welland Garden City, but like Welland, the village on the A1. And um, and then we lived in that area. Um, we moved up a couple of miles up the road to a different village. Um, but yeah, I lived in that area until I had till I had done four years of high school, at which point we moved to Australia because Mum grew up in Australia. She knew my dad's cousins, and that's how they got together, and so on. But uh, my dad had died when I was ten, oh. and my stepdad liked the idea of moving, and so we did. And then uh, and so I lived in Melbourne from when I was about fifteen until I was. Um, until until I with my with my wife and two young kids at the time moved to moved back to London for a couple of years, and then we moved to Adelaide because that's where my wife grew up, and uh, and so we've lived in Adelaide for the past uh, yeah since two thousand two. I always use the term my current wife because that's technically true. Well, I used to say I, I in my bio you said Rob currently lives in Adelaide because I never really wanted to embrace it, but uh, it's a bit unfair. It was just that I just I I had spent I always felt like I had moved around a, you know a fair bit, and uh, and like now I've had the same address for ages, and it's the but it's the first time like first time I'd had I'd lived more than about four or five years in the one house. So you're and, not you're um, not going to cheat on Adelaide. Adelaide's sort of like your 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 proper relationship now. You're staying there. Oh look at that face! That face doesn't say that. That face is. I don't know. We we always talk about like we like we always we always talk about being able to live somewhere else and so on. And that once the kids are off and out and so on, that we might. I don't know. It's hard to know. Do you like I kind of uh, in the suburbs, or do you live outside kind of the city? Um, we live in the suburbs, but we also have a we also have an apartment in the city. 
if you can call that a city. Harker her with her, we have an apartment. I know, right? I know, but uh, the uh, the it's 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 quite convenient, and it also means that our daughter can go to a, a you know a better school without us having to pay through the nose for it. So actually, the so what we what we pay on the you know the the cost of the loan for having the apartment um, is more than offset by what we save in school fees. Yeah, go figure. It's well, one of those things. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and property is always going up. So the fact is, it would always be useful. The price of you property. You think? I don't know if it is at the moment. <laughs> and certainly, and Adelaide doesn't yeah, have right. the same kind of price increases as Sydney as Melbourne. Sydney, Melbourne has over the, have had over the years. Right. But at the same time, we don't have like you know, hundreds of new cases of coronavirus every day either. <laughs> so I mean, how is Australia? I mean, let's mention it. You, I presume, how's your lockdown going in general? Um, we're not really locked down very much in Adelaide. So Adelaide is this, like Greater Adelaide is just over a million people, right? Which sounds quite big, but actually, I kind of figure suburbia mostly just supports itself. Economy-wise, I think that the largest employer is just the state government. It's just you know it's one of those things. Um, whereas Sydney, and Melbourne have you know five times as many people and thriving economies and all of that kind of stuff. We've Adelaide. Adelaide has about four active cases now, but they're all in quarantine. We haven't we haven't had an active case outside quarantine since like April, and um, but uh, like for ages and ages and ages. But Melbourne in the, in recent weeks has has been getting hundreds of new cases every day. Like like yesterday they had like seven hundred new cases. Today they announced over six hundred new cases, which is way more than the whole country was getting. Back when it was a hot topic, you know. Yeah, well, I, I thought Australia wasn't in such a bad state. Yet. Well, actually, now in Melbourne, they're not allowed to visit each other's houses anymore. Any time they're outside, any time you're outside the home, you have to be wearing a mask by law. Um, Melbourne is taking it very seriously. There's this kind of a, a, a mood here that suggests that uh, that it's going to. The same as sorry, I, realize, I normally have my phone on uh, my watch rather on silent. I mean, it just it's... beeps at me. I turned it off silent so Minnie could talk earlier. Yeah, yeah, we believe you. And then I just got a thing to say I've stood up enough, but I haven't been standing this hour in the last three minutes. It's just that apparently the way that I sit makes it think that I'm standing. Go figure. If because I had because I'm resting my hat like this, and so my my. My forearm is relatively vertical, do, and it thinks I'm standing up. Apparently, do you find being hassled by your watch annoying? Telling you you got to stand up. You should. You've done. You know, normally today you would have done a bit more exercise. The thing I think is hilarious is when it says to me, "Hey, your exercise ring is way further on than normal. You've done one minute so far. <laughs> it's lunchtime." And I'm like, "Fight me, watch." <laughs> <laughs> Seriously sarcastic, you know. I'm just like, man. I, I used to have a Fitbit, and it, and it just, and it didn't used to nag me like this does. But, but I couldn't use, I couldn't use my Fitbit like a walkie-talkie, you know. Did the um, I couldn't play twenty forty-eight on my Fitbit. Twenty forty-eight. You know the the sliding blocks game. Oh, I've no. I mean, I, I. I don't use it probably half as much as I could. I only realised that you could take a phone call on it 
I was I was at home. Um, I was on my own, uh, and I was on the loo. My phone was downstairs, and my wife rang because she was in the shop or something. And I just went, "Oh look, does this work?" And then, uh, and, then answer, and I was it's like I was in Star Trek. And you coughed at the convenient times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's way past that. <laughs> Okay, sorry about the flash love. She goes. <laughs> Have um, you heard this? Sorry. <laughs> yes. oh, that's bad. It echoes. Um, sorry. <laughs> I so so today it says that I've done one minute of of, uh, of exercise. Still, stuffed with curses. But the 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 thing that's going to upset me is that if I after this I want to get some more exercise done to close my red ring. That sounds that sounds bad. That, you know, yeah, I, I, users know what I mean. I, I've never really heard it called it, the red ring. Yeah, I've never really said the movement ring. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah. That's also that's also bad because you were just talking about being on the loo, and so it's the wrong kind of movement. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, but they got smart. I, they were working on smart loos, weren't they? That recognise the effectively recognise the imprint of your bottom. To then and then because yeah. I got it well in Japan to to trying to analyze your your sample, your stool, your whatever right. you want to call it, just to make yeah. sure that you're healthy. I'm not sure what. It's probably not a sample if it's just the whole, whole lot that's in the loop. Yeah, yeah, I guess it probably takes analysis. Yeah, let's go with yeah, I'm, I'm, it, yeah. it probably doesn't need the whole thing. I mean, depending on how much fiber you've had. You. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess. I, Facial recognition. When I, when I did stand up, when I used to do stand up, one of my one of my bits was talking about how you, you know you you know you sit on a chair. Someone else has been sat there. There's that uncomfortable bum warmth thing that you feel. Right? But if it's if it's your own bum warmth, you never it never feels uncomfortable. Even if you've been like outside and you've cooled down and so on. If you come back in and sit on the chair that you were in before. It's you don't get that. Oh, there's a there's a strange warmth about this chair. If it's your own bum warmth, so I'm actually thinking that we recognise each other's bum warmth, and that there's probably some strange kind of greeting that in the future people will start to do like dogs, where you just kind of because no, okay, I'll, I'll move on. Sorry, uh, we we froze. I'm I'm, I'm with oh, you. Froze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happened. Yeah, it was. I don't do that bit anymore because you know it was. It's just not that funny. It's uh. Well, I was about to go. I'm I'm quite comfortable with a warm toilet seat because it saves me having to warm it up. But I, that might have just been from my childhood, and we had a very cold toilet when I was younger. So sitting down <laughs> okay. was quite you know on a very cold loo seat. Not the porcelain, obviously. We, we weren't animals. But, yeah. but a cold, a cold Lucy was kind of, ah, ooh, ooh, okay, all right. The conversation's gone in a very strange direction there. Yeah, sorry. Should we, should we try and get back on track? I was, I was going to actually mention, do a bit of self-promotion before we get on to you, because this is my show and about me. Uh, have, you haven't watched the Hot Rings episode. Oh, sorry, I thought it was Simon Shake. Hang on, isn't it Simon Shake? <laughs> 
your show. Sorry. Tell me. I, I thought of Yes, yes. Uh, Simon Whiteley, he invited me on to this. He had this idea for a, a show where kind of you just chat and you eat hot rings and then you try and sort of, because you start forgetting about what you're talking about and you start eating the hot rings and you're more, more concentrating on your mouth burning off. Uh, it, it's very similar. Yes. I did warn you about the legal ramifications of doing something so similar to Hot Ones, a show that's already out there. But I've I've heard about this, but I think I've heard about it on your previous shows where you've uh, you've spoken about oh, okay. about that. But I haven't. I've never seen it. Okay, all right. I'll I'll, um, I'll post up. A I link. think it's one of those things that made me just go. I should check that out sometime because that sounds funny. But I then had forgotten by the time the show had finished. Yeah, it it didn't work out as. He wasn't crying as much. There wasn't there, there was a bit of tears, but it wasn't so much like a, a massive reaction. We didn't use enough sauce. I think that was a problem. We wimped out. Okay. I was, yeah. But you you talked about you did some stand up comedy. Now I really like stand up comedy. Not doing it, but watching it, and I'm interested in the process of how you write shows and how you practice and. I, yeah. I think it's very similar um, to what people people presenting at SQL conferences do. Yeah, so so I only I, I I only did like I don't know, six or so times. I just went down to an open mic night um in Adelaide where a place called the Rhino Room. I was already, you know, a regular presenter at SQL events and so on and comfortable in front of in front of a, a crowd, um, who are there to learn about SQL. And that's the problem, right? It's the fact that if I'm talking about SQL and then there's, you know, funny anecdotes or whatever that kind of fit, that's, you know, you kind of catch people a bit off guard, right? Yeah. So they, they'll laugh. When you're stood there as one of 12 comedians on the night, who's or try-hard comedians or people that are trying to, you know, people on the stage and you're you're saying hey look i'm funny watch it's a bit different also i'm i don't know if you noticed i never i never swear so that made me different to every time i did it it made me totally different to the other 11 people that were on that night oh, okay. because most comedians especially budding comedians think that if they swear it's funny because because it kind of is, and and I have a theory about this. I have I have a theory about the presenting thing, about the the comedy thing, and I I should I actually build this into a session that I've got a presentation I've got about presenting, which I have done once, and I want to do more, and I want to refine it because I. But this thing that that says that it's kind of about the body parts that you're speaking to. So your standard technical presentation with slides and all that kind of stuff is speaking to the brain. And you're just trying to teach stuff and you're just trying to get them to to learn about it, right? But actually the best presentations at conferences and so on are the ones where the speaker's trying to almost like impart something. And they're actually trying to inspire you in some way because they're speaking to the heart a bit more, right? Yeah. However, comedy is trying to speak to the gut. They're trying to get that kind of a, <laughs> kind of a, 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 a thing going on with with a d degree of awkwardness and all of that kind of stuff. Oh, I didn't expect that, you know, because that's the thing that turns into laughter, you know. So it's a very different kind of concept to 
any kind of conference presentation at all. You know, and that's why the I'm just going to drop a swear word in there kind of almost works for comedy because because it makes people feel uncomfortable and you know that's my that's my theory at least about why people swear in comedy but yeah but it's interesting the, the one clean act that comes in when everybody else has been doing you know filthy material because they can't think of anything else that counts as funny and then I come in and I'm doing you know Jokes about how uh, I can't give blood because of you know the mad cows who are on the door won't let me in. They just they don't they don't like me. Um, but uh, you know things like that. I, in Australia, I can't give blood because of mad cows because I lived in England during the eighties. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry, yeah. I forget because it doesn't affect you. People in America would be like, oh yeah, because he's lived in, yeah, English people can't give blood here. England is like the only place that I can give blood. I mean, we would love your blood. Apparently, yeah. But you're from Norfolk. You you just want to, you just want to impre- increase the gene pool. <laughs> we do. Yeah. Anything to make the gene pool slightly wider, slightly more you know resilient yeah. is gonna it's gonna work well for us. High five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, high five. High five. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's saying something. <laughs> well, look, it's, you know, it's like one, Seven. two, three, four, five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that how it works? <laughs> you're Welsh. You're not, you're not from Norfolk. Well, heritage-wise, I mean, I'm from Slough, the home of the Mars Bar. You're from Slough? Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's where I was born, in Slough Upton Hospital. Or say, oh. dra- dragged out, I think is the other term. Yeah, I wouldn't want to say kicking and screaming because that's typically not how babies are necessarily born. But they uh, no, they're typically born head first. The kicking's going to be at the other end. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm actually just trying to think back to play on the M4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just just you aware? My grandparents lived lived in Swindon, um, which is uh, actually just just a couple miles from Christian Bolton where they used to live and um assuming he still lives there uh, yeah but, uh, i think so um i've not heard in a little tiny village called burford or something like that or borton he probably owns something the village like, yeah i think maybe i think there's like four houses in a really good school i think that's about it in the village and then and then like literally a mile and a half maybe is a village called shrivenham where the royal military college of science is where my grandfather used to work and um and and yeah and i remember being like i remember visiting my grandparents and being just like hang on a second christian bolton is like like mile and a half i should try and visit him didn't get around to it but so, we, we both could we each could have just walked to a pub that's halfway between the two villages and and caught up so why aren't you in the why didn't you have a military career so because i lived i moved to australia when i was a teenager but I'm, uh, Australia's got an army or something. I know, but I never really had the, never really had the interest. If I stayed in the UK, I, I may well have done. Yeah. Lots of people from my school. I, I went to a school that had like you know a, a CCF, and a, a combined cadet forces thing. I was in the navy section. Um, posh school in uh, in Hertfordshire. But uh, I mean, Hertfordshire does sound posh. I come from Hertfordshire, Berkshire. Berks. So okay, so let, let me name drop some more. 
the uh, the Berkshire's very posh. Um, but uh, but Whittles went to a haberdasher's school in his part of the country, and I went to a haberdasher's school in Hertfordshire. Ha- what school? Uh- it's called. It, it's a it's a school set up by the haberdashers, the worshipful company of haberdashers, by a guy called Robert Ask. And there's and so there are around the country there are a few haberdashers schools. There's one in Hatcham in London. There's one in um, there's one in Elstree, and there's one. West Country somewhere where Mr. Whittles went, the purple frog. Okay, that's why he's got a proper, why he speaks proper like. Probably. I, I, my accent is kind of a hybrid thing. Well, yeah, it sounds, you know, I would say, I wouldn't know that you lived in England from your accent. It sounds quite Australian. Yeah, people but... in Australia can pick it very easily. They, they just, they think I sound English. But it might be because I say data and I say, um, I don't know. I say yogurt. There's, there's not that many. There's not that many. I say projects instead of project. There's various words that I still say a very English way compared to Australians say data. I say data. Yeah. Okay. All right. So there's, there's, there are things that I still. And how do they pronounce yogurt? Yogurt. Yogurt. It's just wrong. It's wrong. Yeah. And my wife will point out whenever she sees some English show where they say yogurt, she will say, "Look, look, 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 see." Just because every so often, oh, you know what, Catherine Tate, when she's being posh, would you like some gooseberry and cinnamon yogurt, Fergus? She calls it yogurt. I'm just like, I'm so ashamed. I don't think I've seen the Catherine Tate show. You don't remember the Catherine Tate show? No, I know, you know Catherine. Catherine. Yeah, yeah, I probably do. You know, the nan you know, and you know, and am bothered, I bothered? Face, yeah, bothered. Yeah. Am I yeah. bothered? Well, she does. She does posh people as well. Where she's like, they're going to do an egg and spoon race, and she's like, stop, stop! It's the eggs. They're not organic, and they all <laughs> run for their lives. So, um, you know. do you do you hate people from New Zealand then? Have that been bred I, into I, you? Or? I. No, I love people from New Zealand. They're they're great in the same way that uh, no, I just look. We pick on we pick on New Zealanders for the same reason that uh, that English people pick on the Welsh because of their fondness for for sheep. <laughs> but but they think that Australians treat sheep the same. You know, not the, I was going to say the same way. They think that it's the Australians that treat sheep in that way. But um, but no, I mean I've been to New Zealand lots of times, and uh, and I and I have some good friends there, and uh, and and it's and it's always good to have, you know, the rivals. They're the friendly rival. It's not yeah. like it's not like Arsenal and Spurs, where those people are the scum of the earth. It's like, it's uh, you know, it's they're, they're friendly people. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's friendly just sheep, but they're just they're generally friendly people. Yes. Yeah, I've I've heard the rumours. It's it's just when you see things like the flight of the Concords, and I think is it. I can't remember, Jermaine or Brett falls in love with an Australian woman and, you know, he wakes up the next morning and she's having a barbecue inside the house, you know, in the morning, yeah. you know, and yeah. throwing cans of beer around and kind of this is the kind yeah. of the... You know. Because they think that Australians are uh, uncouth, ochre, all of that kind of stuff, whereas we think of New Zealanders as being slightly backwards and, <laughs> yeah, it's just... Yeah. You know, all of that. Like, I'm... I'm pretty sure that you know how you well you know how 
you know how when you visit Wales, when an English person visits Wales, they they speak Welsh whenever the English person's in the room. You know, this is this, you know that, that rumor. I'm sure it's not actually true, but it's that it's that perception that people have when they visit Wales that uh, well, probably is somebody called Price Jones. Sorry, Price Mayor. It's probably not. Uh, it's probably well, not a thing for you so much being I don't, Welsh. I don't give off the Welsh vibe. I think that's a problem. But you walk in and they switch to speaking Welsh, like in that movie about uh, the Englishman who went up a hill and came down a mountain. They they do it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, but they I walk I, in, everybody switches yeah. from speaking English to speaking Welsh, Bodhidhar and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, that's because they and, think I'm Hugh Grant, really. I think that's a problem. I think so. It's the it's the hair. I know. <laughs> I, I used to have floppy Hugh Grant hair back when when I had such, you know, when I wasn't doing all of this thing, but um. Yeah, but yeah. So, and I'm pretty. It feels to, to a certain degree, it, it can almost feel like that. No, New Zealanders is fine. They don't. They don't switch to Maori very often. But I've actually been learning a bit of Maori recently, just uh, out of, you know, just out of something to do. Because right. I like languages. Okay. Because I, I um, yeah. I've, I've got to get I, to. I, s- I mean, I've got to get to some of. The Welsh I can speak, um, I've got to get you to. Um, some of the serious questions that people have been oh, tuning in for and um i didn't realize we had to have serious questions well there are i mean we, we have to we, so what i do is we have the first bit of the interview to make you feel relaxed to get you into it and then i then hit you with a hard-hitting questions like rob what's your favorite cheese um I there's quite a lot of cheeses that I like. I don't I don't know, like if 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 there's a whole variety, like if I've gone to the supermarket and thought, what do I feel like? Um, um, I mean, sometimes I go for whatever's got the you know whatever's got interesting bits in it. Like I like early today, I was having some nice cream cheesy thing with chili all, all around it and so on, which is nice. But just as far as just cheese, maybe I'll go for a Jarlsberg. Okay, all right. So your favourite, if you had any, well, well yeah, be, being someone who doesn't touch the milk of another animal, a lactating animal. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, so it's... I should, I, funny story about Australia's, Australian cheeses. I feel like I should pop to the fridge in case we have some. Can I be, can I be right back? Of course you can, you can just leave me here on the internet on my own. That's fine. No, no, go. I've done it before this call, apparently. Yeah, go, 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 go. Let's see if we can see anything interesting in Rob's background. It's quite dark in Rob's room, isn't it? I don't know what you were saying. I hope it was polite. Uh, it was, yeah. We just wondering why you got a big D on your wall. I've got some cheese. <laughs> I apologise. It's actually sliced cheese stuff. But I want to show you the brand name of it. Feel free. Yes. It's not a favourite. I just, I just don't think they realised. I don't know. And you're supporting them by buying it. You're encouraging it. I mean, why on earth would somebody call cheese Colby cheese? I mean, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Colby does, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that, isn't that from Dynasty? It is. Well, maybe we'll, we'll all wake up and this will just from a shower and this will all be aliens. Was it aliens? No, that was Dallas. Dallas. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Yes. 
Pamela Ewing so woke what? up and it was all it was all a dream. So how did Dynasty end, or did it ever end? I don't know. Probably, I I don't know. They've remade Dynasty. There's a new series of Dynasty, and I, I think they've redone Dallas as well. Well, I mean everything everything is being remade because no one's got any more original ideas. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so yeah, I'll, I'll go for I'll go for a, a Jarlsberg right. or Jarlsberg, depending on how you want to say it. Here, it tends to be called Jarlsberg because because yeah. you're in Australia and you're allowed to. Yeah, but there's lots of nice cheeses. Just that's a strange brand of. It's one of those things. Americans walk around English supermarkets and they see the the lumps of meat in gravy that they sell. Oh, brains, brains, faggots. Yes, by brains, yes. Yeah. Yes, and they're just like, oh my goodness, don't they realise what that word means? And, and they're like, yes, it means a lump of wood. That, that's what that is. And I think that is somebody's surname. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And there we were. Yeah. There we were trying to stay away from the politics. And then you did drag me back in. Oh, yeah. okay. What's your favourite three-letter acronym? Oh, TLA. TLA. TLA is a TLA. It's a three-letter. Oh, you. Oh, you've just googled the Google. You've. Yeah, I've I've I'm now stepped. The internet. Yeah. If you Google the if you Google Google, it break, don't yeah. do it. It'll blow up the internet. Yes, you are right. Thank you, Moss. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you more a Moss who is, um, or, or a Roy? Roy, that's it. Uh, I, I don't. I'm probably a mix of the two. The thing that I, mind you, the thing that I really love about, uh, about, the thing that I, I so, I, you know, there's Roy trying to figure out, how, but it's a fire at a sea parks. <laughs> maybe, so there's, maybe there's bits of Roy, but there's also the whole thing of just going, I'm sorry, I don't understand thing of that Roy that, that Moss does. I mean you know, what was Wenger thinking putting Walker on so early? <laughs> you know, I mean, no, I can have that conversation. I am an Arsenal fan, I'm fine with that. But uh, but the thing that I love is in the street countdown how the uh, how how Benedict Wong is in it. Right? Yeah. Benedict Wong from Doctor Strange. Right? <laughs> you know it's like no 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 Benedict Wong and Oh, from the Martian. No, 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 no. Benedict Wong from the IT crowd. He's <laughs> in the Martian. Great movie. Is Doctor Strange. Great movie. And the IT crowd. As a support character. Fantastic. You've all got to get your break somewhere, haven't you? And if it's if it's on the IT crowd. I mean I just thought Moss just standing there with his computer sitting there with his computer on fire. And yes. then he just uh, carry on, carry on. He types in fire yeah fire <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes that just makes me think you know just it sometimes takes a while for things to dawn on me and it just you know, nah. comes in 
great screensaver. <laughs> oh, it's it's a very good show. Oh it's yeah, fine. well we'll do the all right. What's your favourite album at the moment? Oh, at the moment, what yeah. am I listening to on repeat at the moment? Um, yeah, there's one album that I have been listening to, to way too much over the past probably two weeks, three weeks, and and that's the Hamilton soundtrack. The Who soundtrack? Hamilton. Oh, okay. That's all right. Why? Which is really strange because, like you know, it's 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 musical theatre and so on. It's not really my thing, but uh, but it's. But it's 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 remarkably well done, and I find that I've listened to it way too many times over uh, over the you know since I watched the thing on Disney Plus, and um, but yeah, it's very good. If you haven't seen it, you should totally always watch bring it. it. Always bring it back to Disney. Always coming back to Mickey. That that's what you're about. Yeah, or something like that. But um, but there's there's a few albums that I kind of keep going back to. You know that I. And that's the thing that I kind of, you know, there'll be there'll be various playlists that I have that I'll listen to, and then and then every so often I'll be like, oh no, I'll go listen to that album, or you know, and some of them are just like the classics, like Brothers in Arms. So um, what's a seminal? What's that? What's an album that was kind of that got released about the time when you were kind of like were young, buying albums that kind of influenced you? Um. Yeah, quite possibly Brothers in Arms, but um, but I can say you don't look that old. But you know, but hey, you're looking good. I'm 45. Come on, I mean, I've got you know. So Brothers in Arms, I would have been like, you know, 12 maybe, I suppose, when it came out or, or thereabouts. But but nah, the funny dude. thing is the fact that like I you're the same age as me. When we were that the age, first album that I, the first album that I remember buying and listening to. Well, yeah, it was more like a playlist anyway, because it was like one of the Now albums. I think it was Now, like Now 9 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. To the point that I, there are certain songs that I listen to, and I immediately know the song that came after it on... Oh, what, on the vinyl? The collection oh, on Now 9, uh... you know? It's very strange. So I, I thought but, you'd be um, coming in like Tiffany, maybe the Bangles, um, who who else would be around that time? Because uh, we're the same I, age. I, I had... I had I had the I had faith by George Michael. His that album. I was but, um, I was never I think into his first big one after Wham split up. Yeah. Back when back when he was uh, back when he was doing good music. But, uh, um, did you? I really liked. Um, what was he the the oh the album he what, did? Yeah, or, I really loved that album. Yes, it was good. It was good. Um. Then, but I didn't. I wasn't quite so keen on his uh, on his on his cover version album where he did like uh, my baby just cares for me and so like, there was some okay songs on it. But uh, like he did a he did a really slow cover of um, of Roxanne and so on. But I also just found that he just got like when he did like too funky and outside and all that kind of stuff. He was just trying to be controversial. I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm kind of over you. But like. In school, like people knew where he had lived, you know, and so like that he that people knew where his mum lived and when he was visiting because his a flash car be parked outside his mum's place, you know. But um, but yeah. So, but I mean, but as far as like albums that I keep going back to, there's things like there's things like Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds. I still have that haunting Forever Autumn 
you know that I I bash out on the piano and so mm. on. It's got I, it's 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 very. I don't know if it really is D minor and C and B flat, but it's uh, you know. But I find myself just kind of fumbling around stuff and. <laughs> And one of the things about COVID is I'm home so much more, and quite often I'm, I'll, t- you know, if I want to take a break, I'll go and sit at the piano for a bit, which I hadn't done for ages before COVID, because, because, you know, like what, in the evenings it's kind of weird to play the piano and be bashing stuff out because there's other people home and, you know. I'm I'm really surprised you didn't come in sneaking under there with a little bit of in excess. And was oh, it... I did. I did have kick. I did kick. Have kick, in, kick. Uh, I don't know. Probably, but you know. But there's also like Hysteria by Def Leppard, and there's all kinds of albums around that time that were good. Yeah, I mean, Def Leppard were really only known for one thing. The one arm drummer. Yeah, yeah. That... But they had a lot of good songs. When you say a lot, hysteria. I only remember a couple of songs, and I think was it "Pour Some Sugar on Me." They had "Pour Some Sugar on Me." They had "Love Bites." I would love Bites, yeah. Uh, they had Animal. Animal, yeah. They had, uh, and they were all from the same album, Hysteria. The one before it, I, I, I didn't buy and was, I never got into so much. But, uh, but I remember Hysteria being one of the, the albums that I had around, uh, around then, late eighties. I think but, I was uh, a bit older before I sort of got into that kind of music. So kind of, yeah. Faith No More when they did Epic, and well, I can't remember what the album was. Uh, wasn't the album epic? No. Oh, the album could have been epic. Yeah, um, the one with the, the sort of a flame on some water and. Yeah, I I wasn't so much a big fan. I um. I mean, I I was, I was involved in churches back then and so on and so faith no more was a was they were just a bit too, you know, anti god type stuff. Were they? I'm a serious Christian and I and I find that uh, that. Even just the name of the band being Faith No More kind of frustrated me a bit. Oh, okay. So I was just like, right. really? I feel like he just kind of, really? But I did like their cover version of Lionel Richie's Easy yeah, like, yeah. Sunday Morning. Yes. I mean, there's only one bit that I ever remember from that, and that's the... Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, they did some... Yeah, I mean, I kind of... Yeah. I guess there was a point when some bands you listen to the lyrics. I don't think I even remember listening to any of Faith No More's lyrics to know really what the songs were about. Yeah, I keep expecting Seal to make a comeback because he had a whole bunch of stuff about Seal. the racism piece and and so on. You know, like if we're ever going to survive, we've got a little get, get a little crazy and uh, and Killer with the Damsky. It was the Damsky featuring yeah. Seal. Yeah, and uh, and I'm sure that was. Um, I'm sure those both those songs. I'm pretty sure were, were quite heavily, you know, anti-racism and so on. I, I keep expecting to find that they have become anthems of the current time, but no, they're on my repeat playlist. I listen to them regularly. I love the song "Crazy." I've never done it in karaoke, but I keep thinking I should try. That's a very, very, very nice segue into. Oh, I wasn't. Ah, oh, come on! That wasn't. Okay. I actually want to do Forever Autumn from War of the Worlds in karaoke right. because I think that's a that's a brilliant song too. So I'm gonna uh, we're gonna wrap up soon because we are past um, a bit past one. So we'll um, and we'll keep talking. The problem is if we don't kind of wrap up, we'll just keep chatting. Um, 
Oh, we can we can chat for as long as you like. I mean, I've got I've got meet I've got meetings this afternoon, so that's, so I do have a, a hard stop. Not a very hard stop. Uh, so what else is there? You've got to ask me. You've got to ask me the question out of the uh, out of the book. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're, yeah, we're not there yet. So we've got an emergency question. Oh, okay. What I was going to do is do the um, Bush Gardens discuss. Oh okay. And then lead on to what's your favourite karaoke song or favourite song for you to do in karaoke? Okay, so I've done. I, I've never done karaoke in Australia. I've only ever done karaoke in America, right? Just, just quickly just point that out. I'm not opposed to the idea. It's just a thing that I kind of only got into from the past community. I think the first time I did karaoke was a sequel Saturday in Chicago in 2012. This feels very um, confessional, but, but feel free. You know, you know just let and it go. And I sang songs at that, at that one. I sang songs like, uh, like I remember doing House of Fun. Um, yeah. Which, of course... Which my daughter, who's twelve, loves and doesn't actually know what the song is about. Oh, party balloons with a feather-like touch. Yes, with the coloured tips. Yes. Yeah. Well, I Hang didn't. I've uh... heard gossip. Oh, 16 I'm not. Sixteen today. And I'm hmm. fun. I'm a big boy now, or so they say. So if you serve, I'll be on my way. Yes. This um, is a chemist, not a workshop. <laughs> yes. Um, the only reason. That I got into from watching the young ones, but carry on. Go back to. Of course. Yeah. Totally. I big madness fan. I loved. Uh, I loved uh, the jubilee celebrations when they sang and they and they did the projectors onto onto you know Auntie Betty's house. It's fantastic. <laughs> but so, I don't think of yeah, madness so, as a singy song. No, it was just. No, it's just. It's a. Well, it must must be love is good to sing along to. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but you can't really, can't really. It's hard to sing along to House of Fun or Baggy Trousers. Um, you know, they're hard. To, it's just there's a lot of words. You know. Yeah. But um, but so so I mean, at the past summit for a long time, it was just Bush Gardens, and that was and that was fine. But um, but but I've also like Denny Cherry would host a live band karaoke, and I remember doing um doing Space Oddity. There and that was that was a whole lot of fun and people said nice things um, too, which is always. But you know you're not there expecting to sound any good. But it was. I've been to one fun. one of those. Um, I've been to one past summit. So we we, okay. we 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 there was there were like three nights or something, and each night had karaoke. There was Den yep. Denny's was on the earlier on the first night yep. I was there. I, I got okay. lost wandering around Seattle and then eventually found it. Um, yeah. And then there was something at uh, at the at the uh, at where the, the space needle is um, the museum. Oh yeah yeah yeah, at the sci-fi museum and at the EM the yeah. EMP. Yeah, yeah yeah, but they often have they often have stuff at the uh, at the what's it called Hard Rock Cafe. Oh, okay. Well, oh. That Pragmatic Works used to sponsor or something like that. But either way, they the live band ones are good. Yeah. But also, Bush Gardens is, is is different again. But I, I feel like I have a list of songs that I kind of want to be able to do at some point. I I, I feel like I want to try. Yeah, uh, I want to try. Um, you can call me Al. Is is one that I want to try. But uh, I just have a lot of songs that I kind of think, oh, I could, I could, I could do that. Surely, maybe. A lot of words in that, though. And uh, very not fast. As many as you think. But it's very no, fast, it's isn't it? No, it's not. A man walks down the street. He says, "Why am I?" Why am I soft in the middle now? Why am I soft in the middle now? My life is so hard. Why am I? 
something uh, something opportunity i need a shot yeah. of redemption why is my oh, no. all of that yeah yes. i Angles saw in the act yeah <laughs> yeah is it Donald? Well, Chevy Chase basically doing karaoke in the video. Yes, he's and, singing, but he's not singing. And dropping a glass through a conga stand, and then it disappears. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's remarkably well done. I remember the first time I saw it, I didn't know who I didn't know that that no. wasn't Paul Simon, because I. It was the first thing I'd seen by Paul Simon. I didn't actually recognise him from the sheet music that we had in the piano thing from back when he was with, Art, you know, Art Garfunkel. My dad had had some sheet music of his, um, of Simon Garfunkel's Sounds of Silence. So, and it was only years later, I was like, ah, oh, huh, so why did I think that, oh, whatever. So one of the Denny Terry things, somebody did, David uh, did Talking Heads Once in a Lifetime. Oh, really? And it, in a lifetime. Yeah, and it was just these are not my yeah. But because you don't sing it, it I mean it worked out really well. And he was doing sort of robotic dancing uh, to it, because obviously that's yeah. what he does. But um, it's one that John Luca did alive, did a really okay. good rendition. Rendition. Um, I did find that when I did Space Oddity, the weird thing about that is that the singing stops and there's like a minute and a half to go. Up <laughs> and so then I realised that, like I finished, and I was like. Actually, that's it for me. Should I? <laughs> so I complimented the guitar player. I, I, I found out what his name was. I said, everybody, this is Dave. Or whatever his name <laughs> was. Because I was just like, awkward now. I'm just standing up here, kind of waiting for the song to finish. No one's going to clap me off because the guitarist is still going. But I'm done. <laughs> but yeah. It's a bit like if you did something from... I'd rather do Ziggy Stardust. If you did... Um... Finish. What was the Blues Brothers song? The um, oh, uh, mm, there's a lot of the famous, the one they do at the end of the movie. I think, think, oh, everybody needs yeah. everybody to laugh. And then going like, do, yeah, do, do, do. Mad Guitar Murphy, and you know, and um, yes. something duck on the sax. And, yes, yeah. yes, Donald ducks, but yeah, oh, it was Donald, wasn't it? It's, it Donald is his middle name. Yeah, his his, his quoted name. That's a fantastic film. Um. Right. So, so what is so apart from that? What will be your next karaoke song? Do you think you're going to attempt? I don't know because I, um, la the last past summit in person that I was at, um, a bunch of us went and 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 were in a uh, in a karaoke place, you know, like a booth type thing. There was like eight of us. Or thereabouts, um, and one of, one of them was Ireland, and there was uh, there was Mindy Kernet and Megan Magoria and uh, and Warwick Rudd and a few other people, and uh, and when it's when it's a small crowd, you get to sing a lot of songs, and so I actually found that like I I had a really good time singing uh, singing David Gray's Babylon, um, yeah, but uh, but you know and, you know so there's there's a few songs that I just go yeah I could happily. I could happily do that. I could happily do that. I just, there's, uh, there's, but when it's a night, like at Denny's thing, you get to sing one song. That's it, because the list is, you know, it fills yeah. up too quick and all that. So the pressure's on. You've got to choose either something you're really good at or something outstanding. I know. I, I wouldn't mind doing Waterloo Sunset, but I don't think Americans know that. And if I'm doing no. it in America, you've got to pick the audience. Yeah, I, I, if you're picking a song for the audience, I think you're doing the wrong. Are you doing the wrong thing? You need to do one for you. 
I mean... Oh, look, I mean, come on. I'm, I, 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 I don't mean to put it you under massive sorry, pressure. I, think, I mean, I've seen people sing where, they, where, where nobody seems to recognise the song that's yeah. being sung. Uh, so it's, like, yeah, it's not quite the same. I mean, and let's face it, I've sung in front of a big sequel crowd with nobody knowing the song. The time that I sang the song that I had written in front of like 4,000 people, that's, you know, and of course nobody knew it. Yeah. Because they were at my lightning the previous day. Well, so, I mean, that takes a lot of kahunas, if that is a, an acceptable word, to, to do your own yeah. song. We've passed the threshold here, so it's Yeah, yeah okay. People can tune in at any time. You just have to put the warning on. I yeah. mentioned the word kahunas. Um, I, I I wasn't expecting to do it in front of a huge crowd when I when I appeared at the past summit with a guitar. I was doing it as a lightning talk. That's all I was doing. I yeah uh, I the year before I had done five minutes of comedy as a lightning talk. Um, I got asked to do another another lightning talk, and I um and and I thought well I've done comedy I'll I'll write a song and so I wrote a song. So what was the song on? It was about query tuning. Okay, yeah. It was. So was it? It was essentially a song about psychability. It's called "I Should Have Looked the Other Way." <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I did look at, and I, I got, I to do a a parody of um, American Pie, but about sequel twenty nineteen. Oh yeah. And just replacing See, the I'm lyrics. Not parodies. I just kind of go, yeah, it's, it's you know. Yeah. And I saw that Rob Rob Volk had done a, a parody of the Pirates of Penzance song <laughs> about about, and he won his uh, his speaker idol that year. Yeah, so they, I, and that's great. It's just not my thing. I just I, I wrote a song from scratch. Yeah, that's quite. I mean, that's certainly yeah. The problem is, do you actually then do anything with it? Because there's a lot of effort into writing the song, unless you're 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 an amazing god. Uh, writing songs and then kind of and then you then don't do it again i i've done it once since i did it in new zealand in about 2014 at a at event in christchurch someone said oh we've brought a guitar so you can do your song i'm just like oh, crap no strap on this thing um, <laughs> but uh i let's try and remember what the chords were oh, all right um so we've got but yeah two more questions so we'll sort of wrap it up okay. what so the last one will be who to nominate and then the um, the next question is from the Richard Herring um, emergency question book. Do I have to pick a? Do I have to pick a? Uh... Yeah, a number between one and one thousand one. And are you aware of Richard Herring? Because you like your comedy. Um, look vaguely. He's a podcast guy, right? Well, he, um, yeah, he is the podfather. He's known as the podfather. As him and Adam Buxton, but it's but um, Richard was doing it before. Um, okay. But he was a comedian and then couldn't get any work um, and then basically did the podcast and stuff. And, and, he's, and as he says, he just wants to be on TV. But then, then we all. So pick a number yeah, between 1 and 1001. And okay, I'll pick, a, I'll pick a musical number because I've been dabbling more on the piano. And like if you're playing the key of G and you play like... Uh, like B, if you play like a B minor chord when you're in the, that that sounds kind of interesting because it kind of sounds a bit like a major seventh and so on. So I'm going to pick three five seven. Sorry, it just sounded like uh, three oh, five okay. seven. 
Three five seven. The reason being because it's in, on a on a when you're in music, it makes an interesting kind of a right. a chord when you play three five and seven. All right, this is. I mean, I'll just show you the question. What's the question? So, right. So, just to prove that this is the question, it is: okay. Have you ever been on stage in front of an audience, and how did it go? So, pretty much. Uh, once or twice. Usually, just embarrass myself. So, yeah, let's have another one. I mean, how the hell did that one? All right, that's no use. Come up with another one. Um. Um. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Um, two hundred one. Two hundred one. I mean, it, it, and I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Cheddar Caves. Right, you so say you do know where he's from? Two hundred one. Because <laughs> yeah, okay. he was. He's from. He was brought up. Yeah. What's question two hundred one? And I'm gonna say Cheddar Caves. Because that's the correct answer. Right. All right. All right. I feel I've been duped somehow. Which is the best, Cheddar Caves or Wookie Hole? Right. So what? Well, well, Cheddar Caves is the correct answer, even though Wookie Hole is objectively better. Yeah, because there is a witch of Wookie Hole. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, yeah, and they filmed some of uh, they they filmed some of Doctor Who in Wookie Hole. Yeah. And they make cheese in Wookie Hole, and in fact. At my local Costco, back when I could buy stuff there, before I let the membership lapse, um, I was once in there and they had Wookie Hole cheese, and so we bought some just because we'd seen them making it. But cheddar is remarkable as a, as a you know the the cheddar gorge itself as you drive through it is fantastic. So just before we we move on to the final question about who to talk to next. Um, do you want to just explain to me that you were Googling this? Because I can see in your glasses a reflection on the screen and your face lights up when you're using your laptop. Okay, yeah, it does too, doesn't it? <laughs> okay, yeah, so, I, so I, I, I was looking at various numbers, which is how I knew that 357... Except you showed, you showed me the picture. I was just going to say once or twice, although, you know, usually I just embarrass myself. Yeah, you see... Yes, I, I, I was just like... I, I don't want to ask a number like Jess Pomfret did. Yeah, yeah, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't address that. To, uh, um, go with. Yeah, yeah. I, well, you want to pick a number that I haven't seen. Yeah, yeah, pick a number you haven't seen. I can't believe you do. You were cheating. Do you know what? All right, all right. Just, just so, just so you're not cheating. Tell me when to stop. Right. Oh, this is like a magic trick. Yeah. Stop. All right. Stop. You went a bit too far. It is like a magic trick. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, what is the oldest thing that you own? I want to say my nose. No. <laughs> um, no. I own, I own old, things older than myself, of course. Um, I used to have a car that was about my own age, but uh, where's that? The oldest thing you own, probably my great grandfather's ventriloquist dummy. Actually. What the heck? I'm not going to keep going with that. Uh, yeah, there's there's a story where um, Richard was. Um, uh, I mean, you're the one with the ventriloquist dummy behind you. Uh, it's not, uh, I mean, it's, it's if I was a ventriloquist, it would be a ventriloquist dummy. But um, 
Yeah, you leave Dr. Gunther van Hagendas out of this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... I don't... Like, you know, when I was a kid, I had, like, really old Roman things because I had... Because in our village, there was Roman baths in Welland. Um, and um, just under the A1, there's Roman baths. So you've not got anything um, particularly old in your house? I can't. Um, oh, so, okay. So my... My grandfather, who who I mentioned beforehand, used to work at the um, Royal Military College of Science, and and years earlier had worked for Rolls Royce and the Filson Aerospace Company before that in Bristol. Um, the he um, when he died, we got sent a bunch of his stuff, and um, and so actually in my son's room. Over there somewhere. Um, he's got a, like a cabinet of, of like, you know, old, fascinating papers about, about you know, um, that in fact I think some of it belonged to my great-grandfather from when he also worked at the Filton Aerospace Company as an engineer. Um, but uh, that was at least when he stopped being a touring vaudeville banjo player. I'm serious. That's what my great-grandfather was doing before he kind of retired from show business to become an engineer at Filton. So but then my, uh... we honestly don't have enough time to go into this, but this is where I would like to take the next conversation. Obviously, sure. you, you, clearly you've been, it's in your blood or inspired to be in front of people. If you're, you know, your great granddad was a, a vaudeville banjo player. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, um, I, I always do kind of feel like if I'm, if I'm, if there's a presentation going on and I'm in the audience that I'm in the wrong place in the room. I've always just kind of, no, I felt that way. But in school, I didn't get to do acting or anything like that because I played rugby and you couldn't really do both, you know. Um, so I mean, there were famous people that went, like now famous people that were in my class who did the whole acting thing and so on. Like Matt Lucas was in my year, for example. And um, where did and, this come from? Now we're getting the juice. Now we're getting the good okay. stuff. That's what, that's what happens. <laughs> so he, like people like him, were doing the uh, doing the acting. Sasha Baron Cohen was a few years ahead. I've, I've name dropped some more. The uh, um, but I I could catch a ball and run, and so I was pushed very much that way, and didn't get to uh, didn't get to act. Oh, but, uh, imagine imagine your life if you had butterfingers. But I, I know, right? But I always used to enjoy belting out Jerusalem in the school assemblies and so on. <laughs> All right, let's do the final question. Who to nominate? And um... That's really tough because, because on your previous shows, people have nominated a whole bunch of interesting people. Um, like, and you told me earlier that you've got Julie... Cosmano coming up, which is excellent because she's fascinating. And um, but I, I was thinking about the whole. How do I? I've got to make sure I nominate someone who's not just another middle-aged white bloke like uh, like most people around the place. And I was, I was, uh, and I was thinking that actually, given the whole situation and so on, that you, you should have a chat to someone like Wendy Pastrick, who's the current past president. Especially given that uh, that pass is in a interesting predicament at the moment, with you know the uh, they can't run the summit in person, so 
you know, and bear in mind, look, almost everybody in the board on the board is a is a good friend of mine, um, and uh, and I chat with people on the board regularly about the stuff that they're going through with trying to how do they how do they still make past survive considering that most of their revenue has traditionally come from the past summit and this year people won't be gathering in person. I really hope that people jump on board with attending the virtual one. Um, but, you know, it's it's an interesting thing. And so I suspect, but also as well as that, she's she's an interesting person. You know, she does, she does dancing and performances and all of those kinds of things. You know, like she, when she was the, the you know, um, the vice president for finance, she sang the uh, in the past keynote about the finances and how the how the organisation was going, which is, you know, so she has some she she has some great stories to tell. So maybe maybe grab her. All right. But, uh, but yeah. Hopefully she's got some nice juicy stories about you. I have actually stayed at her house before. Strangely, she's one of the few people in America that I've uh, that I've stayed at because I was because she got me to appear at this sequel Saturday in Chicago in 2012. I was like, oh, you can, and you can stay at my place the night before between the pre-con and the day itself because I had been staying in the city of Chicago, but the sequel Saturday was out in suburbia. And so, it's, and it's funny, when I was in Chicago, I just kept walking around just going, look, it's the place from Blues Brothers. <laughs> look, it's another place from Blues Brothers. And so on, you know, I went to the, I went to the place where they go up in the lift listening to, a man from, to, to the girl from Epinema and, uh, and all of those things, you know, where they met Steven Spielberg and he... You know all of that. You know it's fascinating. Yeah. It's just one of those things. It's just been like, oh look, Blues yeah. Brothers stuff because I'm in Chicago. Yeah, and you probably had the soundtrack going as you were driving around, or at least in your head as you were thinking, "Sweet Home Chicago." I I owned the album, the soundtrack album, and it was on my phone in those days. It was way before uh, Spotify um, and so okay. on. So yes, there were times that I walked around, you know, and had Peter Gunn playing, or, or whatever. <laughs> it was uh, it was. It was fun. All right. Well, on that note, I'm going to say goodbye because I've got to get back and do some work. And you've got to go to bed. I don't know what time it is. What What time? It's coming up. 10 p.m. It's too bad. Oh, hang on. What's the time? Hang on. Hang on. What's the time? Oh, I've got to unmute my phone. Unmute my watch, rather. And we'll ask Minnie what time it is. It's 9.58. <laughs> and a good night yeah. alright thank you for your time Rob we're just going to stop the stream do the show dudes goodbye bye everyone for watching it's been fun thanks Mark <laughs>